husband of um, five children who have been with um, Child Protection now since April 26th of 2019, and we have been fighting um, for our grandchildren um, since then. Um, they removed the... on the Thursday Civil Rights Show to share my story and ask some civil rights questions. That's from April Lynn. April, uh, just just email us um, on that page, on that Facebook page, and we'll make sure that you are going to be a guest either this, this Thursday or the next Thursday uh, on the show. I think they may have a guest already, but we'll get you on the show. All right, back to the callers. Let's talk to... Kimberly, Kimberly from Minnesota. Kimberly, did you have a story to tell or a question to ask? I actually have a story to tell. Um, I am in Minnesota. Um, I am the grandparent of um, five children who have been with um, Child Protection now since April 26th of 2019. And we have been fighting um, for our grandchildren um, since then. Um, they removed the grandchildren um, then, um, and my son, um, I'm actually the biological grandmother of three of them, and the two older girls um, came into our lives when they were one and two, mm -hmm. and, but now they are 14 and 15. So um, when they, they were removed because... Um, um, the 14-year-olds, the they had chores that they had to do. And their mom had told them to do the chores. Their mom um, had, she, she worked. And so they were, they were homeless at one point in time. They came down to Minnesota from St. Cloud. And so she was homeless. And they stayed with us for a while. Um, we actually had um, about three of our, uh, our kids staying with us. We were twenty of us staying in one bedroom, a three bedroom, one bathroom, you know, until all the kids got on their feet. And so we had an incident and I told the mom it was best for her and the girls, the kids to find a shelter to move into. And she did and then she found the one bedroom and started to get back on her feet. And so um she had told her daughter to do chores and, and the mom came home from work and her daughter hadn't done her chores and, and there was a little incident and the, her daughter being a teenager, got upset, went to school, pulled to school that her mom grabbed her in a collar and choked her and then um, told the school that she wasn't going to, um, she didn't want to go home without the police being there. So when she got home, she called the police and went downstairs and waited for the police to get there. And when the police got there, she said that um, her mom had choked her. Her mom wasn't home from work yet, so when her mom got home, she came home to a parking lot full of police cars, and um, they were already upstairs in her house. Um, so they told they called her on the phone and asked her could she come upstairs, and she asked what was going on. And when she got upstairs, 
Um, one came from in her kitchen, one came out of her bathroom, and they arrested her. Um, they arrested her on the 26th of April, but um, when she, they took the kids in. Um, that was in April. Um, I was never notified of them taking the kids. Um, I kept calling when my son called me because um, he was incarcerated and told me that the kids were, had been taken. I kept calling and calling and calling. Never got a return phone call. Mm-hmm. You, mean, you mean calling the social workers? Mm-hmm. Calling uh, Dakota County. Uh-huh. Never, got a, never got a return phone call. Um, I kept leaving messages. Never got a return phone call. No one um, contacted me. Um, and finally, when I found out that the kids had been taken, um, I think it was May, um, the social worker called me back. Um, she left me a voice message. I returned her phone call. That's her voice message. We kind of played phone tag that day. And her supervisor called me back and said, the reason why we can't talk to you is because we don't have a signed authorization. So I talked to my son and the children's mother and said, you guys need to sign authorization so they'll talk to me. So when they finally signed the authorization, the social worker never called me back. The permanency worker called me back. And so when the, the permanency worker called me back, um, she said, well, and that's what I said, something's not right with this case. And that's what I said, I'm, I'm not understanding why the children were placed in foster care and not placed with me. I should have been the first point of contact that night when the children were removed from the home. And so she told me, um, with everything that my son had told me, I kept telling her, I'm hearing some things that are not right with this case. So didn't I mind you, this was me. I never finally got to meet with anybody until February. On February 14th, Valentine's Day, I took off of work, went up to um, to DCSS um, and asked to see the social worker. They said she was in a meeting. I asked to see her supervisor. They said she was in a meeting. And then um, they gave me the head of social work card and said, that I can contact the head of social work. Um, I walked out of the office, and then um, after they saw, found out that I came up there, then the permanency worker called me back and said, why don't I set up a phone call um, meeting so that you can meet with me and my supervisor? Mm-hmm. Basically, that worker and her supervisor were avoiding me. This went on for some time. Then I started reading some things, and... Um, doing some homework, looking at the state statutes, mm-hmm. and finding out that there were a lot of things that weren't done correctly in this case. My son was released um, June of, of 2020, mm-hmm. and when he was released, he um, two days later, he had told the children's mother, I'm going to go talk to the social worker because I want to um, get my kids back. So what it was that you did it, I want to find out and figure out what I needed to do to get the kids back. Right. Then the social worker had set up a safety plan with the mom prior to dad getting out. When dad and mom didn't have to have any drug tests, no nothing, they were telling the mom it was educational neglect for the kids. Um, she, had, she didn't have daycare, so she had pulled the oldest one out of school and was homeschooling the oldest one and had the oldest one home watching the baby. So they said it was all about educational neglect. So when she, um, when he got there, the social worker told him, that's me. So they go in there. So the day that they got there, 
She asked them both for the UA. And the mom was like, what? Why do you need a UA from me? The social worker. Now, they're in one county. My son's probation records were in another county. Had went and had pulled my son's probation records from a different county. Mm-hmm. No sign authorization, no nothing. So um, they gave her the UA. And my son, I, I guess prior to day, a couple of days before when he had got out, he had smoked some weed. So she, um, I guess when they went to court, and when they went to court, she set up a court date for them to go into court to have him added on to the case plan. Well, wait a minute, Kimberly. In Minnesota, because I'm in California, marijuana is legal. Mm-hmm. Is marijuana legal in uh, Minnesota? I don't think so. Not I. They, I think they may have done it now, oh. but Dayton, I don't think it was. Okay, go ahead. I don't think I don't think there was. Yeah. All right, continue. So, yeah. So she went and had a court date um, for him to be put onto the case plan. So they set up a date to meet with the judge to have him put onto the case plan. Mm-hmm. So they did that. And when he went in, well, when they walk into court, because he went, the, he, what made him go back and decide to go finish out his, his time in jail was because he was a weed smoker. So he just wanted to, he got t- tired of being violated for smoking weed. Mm-hmm. So he went back and, you know, finished out his last six months that he had on probation because he didn't want to be violated anymore. Mm-hmm. So when he, got, when he walked out, he was all done with probation. But when the court this particular day, they had the sheriff standing in there because they thought that he had violated his probation. Hey, Kimberly. So left- hey, Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, my engineer just told me got to take a break. I want you to hold on because I want you to finish this story. Okay, so mm-hmm. I want you to hold on and don't hang up because we do have to take a break uh, in a few minutes. And before we take a break, I want to tell everyone that's watching on our YouTube station, our YouTube channel, uh, CPS Strategy Consultant, to please give us a like and give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. All right. This is CPS, the horror story. Excuse me. This is the secret, how to fight CPS and when. We'll be right back after these uh, these messages. 